You're listening to the best of ESPN New York tonight. A lot to talk about in New York sports this afternoon. A lot of baseball as the deadline is approaching in just a couple of days. The Mets have already announced to basically everyone that they are selling, even though Billy Epler will try and word it however he wants to word it. The Mets are sellers. Max Scherzer's not happy about that, so we'll talk about that coming up. The Yankees last night lost a game in typical Yankee fashion. Garrett Cole gives you seven shutout innings. He now has the lowest ERA in the American League, and they lose one nothing. Aaron Judge cannot save the New York Yankees when teams are just going to walk them and no one behind them can make that team pay. We'll talk about the Yankees, the Mets, plenty on the football conversation as well. The legendary Joe Willie Namath will be joining us at 5.30 this afternoon, so I cannot wait to catch up with Broadway Joe. One week from today, the New York Jets will have two new members of the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Joe Klecko and Darrell Revis will be enshrined in Canton forever. And actually, Joe Namath was the one who told Joe Klecko that he was going in. So we'll talk to Joe about that at 5.30. And today is the Mark Sasso charity softball game in Hawthorne, New Jersey. So our guy Don LaGreca is going to be coming on around 4 o'clock today to promote that. And we'll talk some New York sports with Don as well. So we got a lot to get into, but we begin with the New York Yankees. Because as I said, last night was a typical Yankee loss. It was a microcosm of what this season has been for the New York Yankees. You saw Garrett Cole go out there and give you everything he has. And he's done that this entire season. He started the All-Star game. He has been great. And I think Garrett Cole is actually underappreciated in the landscape of New York sports. He has lived up and then some to that contract. People will bring up the bad start against Boston in the wild card round. That's really it. This guy's been big in big games. They don't get past the Guardians last year without Garrett Cole. He was great in 2020 in the COVID year in the postseason. This guy's been great. He takes the ball. He pitches every five days. And you have him in his prime, and you're wasting it if you're the New York Yankees. And I don't think any Yankee fan was surprised what happened last night. You know, Aaron Judge comes back, and you're feeling good about him maybe carrying this team. We still don't know how fully healthy he truly is. He lines out in his first at-bat. And then he reaches base the other three times, but teams will not give Aaron Judge great pitches to hit when the guys behind him have not come through all year. This entire season, we have seen this Yankees offense struggle. The only time they played really good baseball was when Aaron Judge was having that MVP-level year mid-May to early June before he got hurt in the Dodgers series. This is a Yankees team now that is 54-49 and 49 on the year. They're nine games back in the division. Forget that. And they're three and a half games out for the final wild card spot. And this deadline on Tuesday, I can't sit here as a Yankee fan and say Brian Cashman should be all in and make a bunch of moves because I don't know if there's enough moves they could make to actually turn this team into a legitimate World Series contender. They don't hit. If Stanton, if Rizzo, if LeMahieu, if they do not hit, they can't win. I don't care what left fielder you might trade for. It's not good enough. And, yes, last night there was some tough luck. The Orioles played some tremendous defense. Volpe got robbed twice. Rizzo late in the game got robbed with a hit that maybe would have given the Yankees the lead. But this has been a problem all year. And I understand that Grayson Rodriguez, who started last night for the Orioles, is highly regarded. But this guy had a six ERA going into this game, and he shuts you down for six and a third scoreless innings. You know, it doesn't matter what pitcher the Yankees are facing. They make that pitcher look like, you know, prime Randy Johnson. 
And it's been the story for most of the year. It has not changed. And last night, you just waste a spectacular performance by Garrett Cole. And that bothers me as a Yankee fan. Because this guy is living up to his end of the bargain, holding up his end of the bargain, and you're not scoring any runs for the guy. You needed a run last night. You couldn't even do that. Every time the Yankees would get something going, double play. And with this deadline on Tuesday, what are the Yankees going to do that's going to drastically change the tenor of this team? They need offense, but they need the guys on the team to hit. That still doesn't change that factor. I mean, three and a half games out for the final wild card spot is a joke. Is an absolute joke. This is a Yankee team last year. Oh, they won 99 games, and Brian Cashman will tell you the, the playoffs are a crapshoot. That's nonsense. The Houston Astros have been to six straight ALCSs. They've been to the World Series four of the last six times. It's not a crapshoot for them. They've figured it out, and they've had two different managers during the stretch. They've had two different general managers during the stretch, yet the Yankees continue to run it back with a very similar roster and with Brian Cashman getting rewarded after last year with a four-year extension. This team is old, they're unathletic, and right now they're just not good enough. Aaron Judge could come back and be Aaron Judge. That might not be enough. There are teams they got to jump in front of that I don't know if the Yankees are better than because they don't hit. You know, the pitching's not terrible. I know the bullpen's had its issues, and maybe they add a reliever, they get Loisega back. Nestor Cortez had a great rehab start last night. He's coming back. But, man, they do not hit. They cannot score. I mean, the only thing the Yankees could truly do to try and salvage this year is add a left fielder and pray Judge could carry them to the third wild card spot. And if you are the third wild card team, I guess you'd play the Minnesota Twins, assuming they win the American League Central. And the Yankees have owned the Twins, as everyone listening is well aware. But, man... Great, you beat the Twins in the best of three in the wild card round, and then you get smacked around in the division series. We're going to call that a successful year for the Yankees? Of course not. Hal Steinbrenner says every year it's championship or bust, yet this team has not won a championship since 2009, and it's the same story it feels like every year. And after that historic start last year, go look at the Yankees' record now for more than 162 games. They're about an 84-win team. They're a slightly above 500 team, and that includes Aaron Judge giving you one of the greatest seasons we will ever see for all of last year. Yet nothing changes. They went into this year without a left fielder. They expected Josh Donaldson to be good. He's, he's terrible. He stinks. I mean, this is a, a, a fraudulent team. They're not the Yankees of old. No matter how many times they try to tell you they are, they're not. And I'm sitting here watching this game last night, and you see the home run that the Orioles hit to walk it off. And, I, I mean, I'm not even angry. I'm just sitting there just like, all right, shocking. I'm, like, desensitized to it because I have no faith in this team. I have no faith in the general manager calling the shots. And it seems like no matter how upset Yankee fans get, nothing changes. Because the ballpark is filled and Hal is selling the chicken buckets, which are very good, by the way, I will say. But nothing changes. Three and a half games out of the third wild card spot. And I saw something today. It's the first time since 2007 that the Yankees have had back-to-back -back losing months in June and July. 
I mean, they're just not good enough right now. I, I don't know how else to say it. And, you know, the trade deadline's coming up, and the Yankees will be linked to some players here or there. Are they really making this huge splash that's going to change the tenor of the team? I don't see it. You know, for a while it looked like, oh, Cody Bellinger would be a perfect fit for the Yankees. Lefty, could play left field, good defender, having a great year. The Cubs keep winning. You see how they won last night? Mike Tuchman robbed a game-winning home run to help, help the Cubs win again against the Cardinals. I don't know if the Cubs are selling. So I don't know what move the Yankees could truly make that's going to change things other than internally their own players start playing better. But we've gotten to a point now where it's, well, you know, they're, they're going to hit eventually. You know, that's what the back of their baseball card says. That's what Aaron Boone will tell you. But we're at a point now, 54 and 49 on the season is the record, more than 100 games in where you can't sit here and say they're going to turn it around. This might be just what they are. I mean, look at the batting averages for this Yankees team. And I know no one cares about average anymore because the nerds will tell you it's not important. But look how many guys hitting under 230 are in the Yankee lineup. I mean, Aaron Judge still leads this team in most statistical categories. He's missed most of the year. A $290 million payroll. They are deeply flawed. They are a flawed team. It's amazing they're actually a couple games over 500. And this stretch coming up, if they don't start playing better, is going to absolutely cook them. It does not matter what they do by the deadline on Tuesday. They got two more with the Orioles. Clark Schmidt goes tonight. Luis Severino tomorrow. Three against the Rays at home, and then four against the Astros at the stadium as well. So it's a seven-game homestand coming up against two teams directly in front of you in the wild card race. That stretch will make or break the Yankee season. Because then after that, the schedule does soften a little bit, but by then it might be too little too late. They have to hit. And we have said this all year, but seemingly they cannot hit. And that remains the Yankee problem. And we call and we complain and nothing changes. And Hal Steinbrenner tells the Michael K show back in June he doesn't understand why Yankee fans are upset. I hope he does now. And the one thing Hal Steinbrenner did say when Michael K, Don LaGreca, and Peter Rosenberg asked him about potentially making changes to the organization if this team were to miss the playoffs, he said he would have to evaluate it if they got their guys back and they still miss the playoffs. Well, now Aaron Judge is back. And if this team misses the playoffs, there has to be a major overhaul. I don't have any faith there will be, but there has to be something done. Because it's just not acceptable. Last night was the least surprising outcome for any Yankee fan that has watched this team this year. 800-919-3776. 800-919-ESPN is the number. It's Jake Asman hanging out with you until 7 o'clock. Got to get into the Mets as well. Max Scherzer's comments would piss me off if I'm a fan of the Mets after what he said last night. So we will get into that. We got Joe Namath joining us today at 5.30. A lot to get into. Your calls on the Yankees to start us off is coming up next at 800-919-ESPN. It's the Jake Asbert Show here on 98.7 ESPN New York. You're listening to the best of ESPN New York tonight. Games when you only allow one run in an entire game. But the Yankees can't score, so it's no surprise. And I saw a great tweet from at NY Evil Empire that the Yankees are becoming the Angels. Two of the top three players in all of baseball with no results to show for it. 
You got Garrett Cole, who's right now, if the season were to end today, he'd be the American League Cy Young Award winner. And you have Aaron Judge, who we know, when he's right, is maybe the best offensive player in the game. And they're wasting it. They haven't won. And they're not going to win this year. Barring a miracle, and I know, you know, maybe an optimistic Yankee fan will say, well, just get into the playoffs. Look at the Phillies. But I just have no faith in this team. What have we seen the last couple of years, let alone just this year, where they get to the playoffs and they're going to go on some sort of run? Very little reason to see that coming. I know I don't. It's Jake Asman with you here on 98.7 ESPN New York, 800-919-3776. You can also tweet me throughout the show. I'm on Twitter at Jake Asman. It's A-S-M-A-N. Find me there. And let's continue the conversation right now with some of your calls. Let's go to Hennessy in the Bronx. Hennessy, you're first up. What's up, Hennessy? Hello? Hennessy, you're on the air, my friend. Uh, well, that didn't sound good. We did not have Hennessy. Let's, let's try Al in Maplewood. Al, you're on the Jake Asman Show. What's going on? Hey, Jake. So nice to be on. How are you? I'm good, Al. Thanks I, for calling. I just wanted to say, can you hear me? Yes, sir. You're on. Hello? Al, you're on the air. Al? Al going once. Al going twice. Let's try Al and Maplewood. Uh, Al? Nope. I don't think we have Al. All right. Could be a phone issue on our end. We'll try it one more time with another call. If that doesn't work, then maybe that's the issue here. Let's go to Evan on Long Island. Evan, you're up next. Jake, how you doing? Good to hear you on the air on New York Airway. Evan, can you hear me though? That's the question. Jake, Evan, it's the phones. Ah, it's the phones. All right, no calls this segment. <laughs> we got to get that fixed. So I know Julian and Chantel back in the studio. We'll get the phone situation figured out. But you know, just looking at this team right now and the deadline. Yes, coming up on Tuesday. Which available players are out there that you could point to and you could say, yep, the Yankees at them, and the Yankees are a legitimate World Series contender once again? I don't think there's a player that exists that's out there. Even if you tell me the Yankees add Juan Soto, I don't know if Juan Soto makes you a legitimate championship contender in the American League. That's my biggest issue with this team. The roster is so poorly constructed, a $290 million payroll, and yes, Aaron Judge is incredible. But baseball is not like basketball where your superstar player goes down and the entire team just stinks and you can't win any games. I mean, it's not supposed to be that way. That's why Mike Trout has never won before. That's why Shohei Otani has never been to the playoffs. It's not just about one player. But for the Yankees this year, it has been. And it's just infuriating watching them waste what Garrett Cole has given them. And it's been infuriating watching them waste some of these years Judge has given them where they haven't won. But even if you go out there and add a great bat, you still have Rizzo and Stanton in the middle of the lineup grounding into double plays, killing rallies. That's the issue. It's not good enough the way the roster is constructed. Yet the general manager who put the team together, who has been the general manager since 1998, continues to act as if there's nothing wrong with the team. They brought back the same team from last year, minus the fact 
They did not have Andrew Benatendi, who they acquired at the deadline a year ago. So they went into this year without a left fielder. How is that acceptable? And the Josh Donaldson trade will go down as one of Brian Cashman's worst trades. I, I don't think there's a you know a, a, you know a point against that that take. I mean, he's been abysmal. And I don't think we ever see him again with the injury he has. He's done. And quite frankly, I don't root for any guy to get hurt, but they're a better team when he's not playing. You know, not that anyone has been great at third base this year, no matter who they've tried there. LeMayhew, Peraza, you name it. But Donaldson's a black hole in this lineup. And it's just not good enough. That's what I go back to. It is just not good enough. Let me get into the Mets here now. Because the Mets, they announced to basically everyone they're sellers. They traded away David Robertson, and we could get into the return and the, well, really the lack thereof as far as the pitching prospects or just the prospects in general they got back. But is any Met fan really surprised that they're sellers? I understand we could criticize Billy Epler for maybe the timing of trading David Robertson. Like, why not just wait until you get a little closer to the deadline? But the Mets are not going anywhere. And I don't care if they have won two games in a row because they beat the crummy Nationals, the only team in the division that is worse than they are. That means nothing to me. This is a team that is 17 games behind the Atlanta Braves for first place. And if you want to just talk about the wild card, look at the amount of teams the Mets would, in theory, still have to jump over just to get back into the mix. They're not even at 500 yet. You can't even have a conversation about making a run when you're 49 and 54. The Padres are in front of them. The Cubs are in front of them. Diamondbacks, the Marlins, who they just traded Robertson to, it's over. So I don't criticize the Mets for selling. I'd criticize the Mets because the Robertson return seems very underwhelming, and I understand why Mets fans are frustrated by that. I totally get that. But last night, Max Scherzer went out there, and he actually pitched a really good game against his old team, the Nationals. But it's what Max Scherzer said after the game that I think would frustrate a lot of Mets fans. So following the trade of David Robertson last night, this was Max Scherzer saying he has to go and now talk to the front office about why they're making these moves. Probably got to have a conversation with the front office. I mean, you're trading our closer away. Um, yeah, yeah. We're gonna, I'm sure a bunch of people are going to have to have conversations with the front office. What's the conversation? Knock, knock, knock. Uh, who's there? It's Max Scherzer. Uh, yeah, I, I, I want to know why we traded away David Robertson. I mean, if I'm Steve Cohen... Or I'm Billy Epler. I say because we have not been good enough this year. We stink. That's why. We're not going anywhere. And, Max, if you want to be traded, you want to play for a contending team, you're going to get back some of the money? You're going to get back some of that $43 million? I mean, Scherzer essentially said after the game last night that he's definitely picking up his player option for next year. Of course he is. Because he would never make anywhere close to the amount of money in the open market coming off the season he has had. And I don't care about the record, which, by the way, Max Scherzer is a great reason why the pitcher's record is very meaningless now in 2023. Because if you just look at Max Scherzer's record, you say, well, you know, he's gone out there this year and he's 9-4. and four. But then you remember, any big game the Mets have had this year, he has stunk. Any big game they had last year, 
the Braves at the end of the year. Awful. The playoff game against the Padres. Boot off the mound. Awful. He hasn't been good enough. He's a major reason why they're selling. Not all him. But for him to say he has to have a conversation with the Mets front office regarding the direction they intend to take the team. I mean, you've been around baseball a long time, Max. I think you understand how this works. The team's not going anywhere. I mean, if he pitched like he did last night against the Nationals, the Mets probably wouldn't be in the spot where they're sellers in late July. Despite having the highest payroll of all time. So both New York teams are just an absolute mess right now. There's no other way to put it. But Scherzer's saying he needs to talk to the front office as if there needs to be some sort of like detective work being done, some investigative work. And we've got to get 60 minutes on the case here to figure out why the Mets traded away David Robertson. Why, why would we do this? I, I, I don't understand. It makes no sense. And if Max Scherzer truly doesn't understand, then he's delusional. I don't know how else to say that. 800-919-3776. We will work on getting the phone lines fixed. We got a lot still to talk about. If you're just tuning in, it's Jake Asman with you until 7 o'clock. Don LaGreca joining us live from the Mark Sasso softball game will be coming up in the 4 o'clock hour. And the greatest jet of all time, Joe Willie Namath, joins us at 5.30. Keep it right here. Jake Asman with you till 7. You're listening to 98.7 ESPN New York. New York tonight. Like, does Billy Epler think that he needs to come out there if he's going to be like a uh, you know a baseball GM who runs a team that's going to be a seller and he'll go all like Michael Scott, I declare we're sellers instead of I declare bankruptcy? Like, I, I just don't understand that answer there. You're, you're trading away your closer to a division opponent. You're selling. Just say that. God, these guys always have to try and give you the song and dance and the ring around. Just say you're selling. You traded away David Robertson. Maybe that's why. You know what? I take back what I said about Max Scherzer last segment for criticizing him for needing a conversation with the front office because, you know what? I can understand why Scherzer's confused now after hearing that from Billy Epler. You're selling. You traded away your closer to the only team, to one of the teams in your own division. Uh, Enough said. Enough said. Uh, The Mets should continue to sell. I question whether or not they could actually trade Justin Verlander because that contract is enormous, and I still think if the Mets are going to try and be good next year, which you know with Steve Cohen they will be, or at least will try to be, you're going to need Verlander. But there's plenty of guys they can still trade on this team. Kana, Pham, you start there. there. There's trades to be made if the Mets are going to go full seller mode between now and the deadline on Tuesday. 800 919 3776 800 919 ESPN is the number. We believe the phones are fixed, so your Yankees and Mets calls right now. Let's go to Evan on Long Island. Evan, you're on the Jake Asman show here on 987 ESPN. Hi, Jake. Can you hear me this time? We hear you, Evan. Hopefully, you can hear me. I can hear you now. So good to hear you back on the New York airwaves. Good to have you here. You need to be here all the time. You're great on the radio. Thank you. I appreciate that. So on the Yankees, back to the Yankees. Um, first of all, they do have pieces that they can sell. Because I heard a stat last night that Cohn said on, on the air. He was traded three times, 13 players. Only one of them were – all of them were prospects. Only one of them made it. Jeff Kent. He made it, to, he made it very far. But out of the 13, only one. 
So you trade these prospects that we have, your Peraza's, even, not even Volpe, the other guys that are down there. We could get somebody. Let's get Soto. You put him in left. You got somebody behind Judge. You could start and, and, and or put him behind uh, Stanton and maybe you get to hit something and hit over 200, which you can't. It's unbelievable that he's still playing $27 million. And we need to do, but we need to do things. This team is unwatchable, like you said. I knew exactly what was going to happen in the fifth inning last night. I could have closed my eyes and went to bed after that two-and-a-half-hour rain delay. <laughs> knew exactly what was going to happen. Could have written it myself. Eh, it's tough to argue with you. Great call, Evan. Way to start us off. Look, I would take Juan Soto in a second and trade whatever prospects San Diego wants. I question if San Diego's going to trade Juan Soto. They might listen. You know, the Padres, they're not going to win the division. They're not going to win the National League West. But you look at the wild card standings, I don't think they're they're truly in play for that either, but they have so much invested in their team, and Soto is under contract for another year. Would they really be sellers? They're six games out of the last spot. I, if I'm them, I would trade Soto. And if I'm the Yankees, that's the one guy I would go after who, yes, could make a significant difference perhaps this year for the reasons Evan outlined. But also, he's under team control for next year, and you know what he's not? He's not old. He is still in the middle of his prime. In fact, you could argue he's so young, he truly has not hit his prime as a baseball player yet. You know, Juan Soto's 24 years old. That's the guy. You know, the Yankees do this thing where they hoard all their prospects, and then they ultimately get nothing out of them, and when it's time to move on from them, their value has tanked. Gary Sanchez, Greg Bird, Clint Frazier, Miguel Andujar. The list goes on and on and on. So I would trade whoever if Juan Soto were to be available. And maybe they actually could keep him. But if they can't or you don't want to think about that, at least you don't have to worry about that for a year and a half. And you finally figure out left field. Because it's just a disaster. And the other factor with Stanton, as we're talking about Giancarlo Stanton's issues, he clogs your DH spot. So as much as I'd love Shohei Otani on this team, he doesn't play the field. And is Stanton going to play the field enough so Otani could be the DH? Stanton will then break down. I'd argue he'll break down anyway, but from a Yankee team-building standpoint, they clearly do not want to use Giancarlo Stanton as an everyday outfielder. It's a mess. Let's go to Charlotte in New York. Once in on the Mets conversation. Charlotte, you're up next. You're on the Jake Asman Show. Hey, how are you doing? What's up, Charlotte? How are you doing? How are you doing? Great. Um, at first, I just want to do a quick shout out to my dad, Ed. He got me into baseball and, you know, I've been watching it for my entire life, my whole 18 years. Uh, but I was, I've been watching the Mets for a while now and, you know, yeah, they stink, but, you know, I've, I've been, I've been a fan of them all my life, but I haven't done much research into the contracts, but I do have a couple opinions on trading and what methods they should use for next season. Go for it. Um, well, you were saying that Canna is a trading possibility, but I do think we should keep him, and I think he's shown that in the past couple games with his clutch hits and clutch fielding. And I know, I know they, and I feel like we should keep the infield the same. You know, Alonzo. Um, McNeil, Lindor, Beatty, you know, all those guys. And I think Nimmo, I know we have a big contract with Nimmo already. But 
the people who I think we should get rid of, and what you said earlier about hogging up the DH's spot, I completely agree with you. But on the Mets side, Vogelback. Vogelback is a dead weight. He has like a 2 and one average for a designated hitter, which is just humiliating. Um, I think we should get rid of Verlander because what you were saying about the Yankees, about hoarding them, it's the conversation of would you rather hire veterans or bring up rookies? Like it's, you know, it's a chance to bring up rookies. But the thing is, you can hire veterans, but the Mets made a mistake of hiring hiring Verlander, who's just such a big veteran. You know, I understand hiring someone who's in their early 30s, but Verlander's like 40, you know. Yeah, and Charlotte. I think we. Uh, yeah. Good, good call, Charlotte. Yeah. Shout out to Ed for making you a Mets fan because you're a true Mets fan, and that's what being a fan is. No matter how good or bad it is, you stick with your team. So I respect that. The 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 Verlander signing was not a mistake by the Mets. He replaced Degrom. Right, they brought him in, and it has not been great, but he's been better of late. He's pitched to an ERA in the the low twos in his last like seven or eight starts. He's been good. I don't think you could trade Verlander because his contract's enormous, so you're going to have to eat a lot of it, I think, to get decent prospects, and you're going to try and win next year so you can keep him. Mark Canna you can easily trade. He's got a team option for next year, so you trade him, you get something for him, and you can always bring him back if you wanted to, if he's available. He's not going to move the needle. Tommy, Pham, same thing. The the core of this team cannot be traded. The Mets are not going to trade Pete Alonso. Let's not even spend any time with that idea that's been floated out there by some. Nimmo's locked in long-term. McNeil is locked in long-term. You're not going to trade Alvarez. You're not trading Lindor. The team is the team. They're all having bad years, and they got to come back and add some middle relief because the Mets' middle portion of their pen is an abomination. You're going to get Diaz back. Like, you could always bring back some of the people you trade away. The Yankees did this with Aroldis Chapman. They traded him for Glaber Torres, and then they brought Chapman back. If they want David Robertson back in the offseason, they could bring him back. But they got to sell. They're not going anywhere. That's the bottom line. They have to sell. Let's go to Doug in Michigan. Doug, you're next up on 98.7 ESPN New York. What's up, Jake? How's your day going so far? What's up, Doug? Thanks for calling. Can you hear me? We hear you, Doug. Can you hear me? All right. Yes, I can hear you. So for me, like as a Yankee fan, the only trade that would excite me is that you brought up Juan Soto. That's the only guy that moves the needle for me. Like, you trade for Heimer Candelario or Randall Gritchick. Like, that's not going to excite me at all. And at this point, I'd rather the Yankees just miss the playoffs so they can fire Cashman and fire Boone. Because I think as long as Cashman there, this is going to be the same thing every year. And I'm just tired of it. There's no reason. Like, I, 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 like we all knew what was going to happen last night. We knew it was going to happen, and it still happened. We've come desensitized to it. It's hard to even stay up and watch these games anymore. Even if starting at 7 o'clock, it's like, do I really want to – spend two to three hours watching this awful team right now. Doug, great call. I, I, I can't argue with you. They, they're boring. You know, at least Judge is back, and Cole pitched last night, and he's awesome to watch. But I get frustrated watching Garrett Cole because he's so good, and they don't score for him. He's probably going to win the Cy Young Award this year, first one he's ever won in his career. And it's going to come in a year where the Yankees might miss the playoffs. It's just it's terrible. It's terrible. Soto would be a true difference maker because he's young, he's exciting, and he's signed through next year. So he's not a rental. And I would trade whatever prospects to get him. What great Yankee prospects can we point to that Brian Cashman has developed 
besides Robinson Cano and Aaron Judge in recent Yankee history. And we're not giving him credit for Bernie Williams, Derek Jeter, Andy Pettit, and Jorge Posada, and Mariano Rivera. Cashman doesn't get credit for that. That's Stick Michael. You know, Brett Gardner, you want to say, oh, very good Yankee. Not a true star. I would trade whoever for Juan Soto. Best case scenario, you know, Jason Dominguez, the Martian, who's in double A right now, ends up being as good as Juan Soto. I'd trade whoever. You know, I heard how great Clint Frazier was going to be, his legendary bat speed. He stinks. Honestly, the one prospect that's been a solid player, probably not as good as Yankee fans thought he'd be, but he's been solid, has been Glaber Torres. And he wasn't a Yankee prospect. They got him from the Cubs. I would trade whoever if Soto's available. I wonder if the Padres would make him available, but that's the one move you could make if you're the Yankees where maybe he helps you get in the playoffs this year and he just changes the outlook of your team. You could move Stanton and Rizzo down in the lineup. And he's a lefty bat, too, at Yankee Stadium. He's a perfect fit. The Yankees do not have enough lefties in their lineup. It feels like every Yankee fan knows that, but the guy running the team. 800-919-3776. 800-919-ESPN is the number. Tweet me your thoughts as well. I'll always read the best tweets on the air. At Jake Asman is where you can find me. A-S-M-A-N is where you can follow me on the Twitter machine. More of your calls coming up. Don LaGreca is going to join us live from the Mark Sasso softball game at the start of next hour. Joe Willie Namath is coming on at 530. I'm with you till 7 o'clock here on 98.7 ESPN New York. You're listening to the best of ESPN New York tonight. In the 4 o'clock hour, live from the Mark Sasso charity softball game in Hawthorne, New Jersey. We'll have Joe Namath joining the show today at 5.30. We're also going to be giving away tickets to see the Eagles in concert. After more than 50 years of touring and selling out arenas and stadiums worldwide, the Eagles have announced their upcoming The Long Goodbye will be the band's final tour. The band will stop at UBS Arena at Belmont Park this September 20th. Tickets are on sale now at ubsarena.com. Keep it locked in to ESPN New York all weekend for your chance to score tickets. Your next chance to win comes up next hour right here on 98.7 ESPN. And for, for full contest rules, go to ESPNNewYork.com. More on the Yankees, more on the Mets as we talk about the disaster that was a one nothing Yankee loss. Disaster and not a surprising disaster as they waste a gem from Garrett Cole. Aaron Judge is back, could not save the offense as they scored no runs. And it's not Judge's fault because no one's going to pitch to him when no one behind him could come through in a big spot. And the Mets did win, and they'll play the Nationals again tonight. But they're winning games against an awful team, and it's too little too late after they've already traded David Robertson. Let's go to Lou on Long Island. Lou, you're next up with Jake Asman here on 98.7 ESPN. Hey, Jake. Thanks for taking my call. appreciate it. Um, I just want to make one uh, quick point. Uh, this is in regards to, like, the Yankees analytics. Uh, I hear a lot of blame coming down on – Cashman and Boone and the players and this and that, but at what point do you think if it's just uh, some of the nerds in the analytics department and this home run or bust uh, slugging percentage style parameters that we're trying to build a team around, at what point are we going to say, hey, this philosophy is not working, let's switch it up and try and recruit people or get, get a lineup together that's more focused on on-base percentage, batting average, things like that? 
um, because right now it seems like there's a major disconnect uh, between the front office, the players, the management, and it's just, it's just it's not a good look right now. And I've been watching this team, you know, I'm 35 years old, I've been watching the team since I've been five, since I knew what baseball was, and it's just not the same, you know. And uh, I don't think the analytics department is getting enough flack from what's going on. And uh, I'd just like to get your take on it. Thanks for taking the call. Well, great call. You know, I don't know if it's like the analytics aren't like the right analytics, so to speak, or is it like the Yankees just have hired the wrong people that are doing their analytics? Because plenty of teams use analytics. The Houston Astros have been, you know, an American League dynasty going to the ALCS six years in a row, the World Series for the last six years, and they are incredibly analytical. But they have been able to build a team that performs in the playoffs. Now, the Yankees might not even make the playoffs, but in the past, you know, the Yankees would win their, you know, 98 to 103 games, and then they'd maybe win the first round and then get beat in the championship series to the Astros. Like, that has been the Yankee story in the Aaron Judge era here. And Brian Cashman and his, you know, analytic people will say, well, you know, the playoffs, it's a crapshoot. And and some of that might be true. We saw the Phillies last year with 87 wins go all the way to the World Series. But to me, that's not an acceptable answer when you're the Yankees and you have a $290 million payroll. Build a better team for the regular season and the playoffs. So I don't know. You know, as far as a, you know, a, a change in team philosophy, it doesn't it kind of feel like they tried that a little bit by bringing in Sean Casey as the hitting coach. I mean, Brian Cashman's never fired a coach in season until this year. And they brought in a guy who has, you know, no major league coaching experience to now be the hitting coach. You know, they added Andy Pettit as an advisor. He's not an analytics guy, but he's a guy who's won, who's performed at the highest level, who was a legendary Yankee. So maybe they're trying to do some of that, but is it too little too late? And also, it could simply just be DJ LeMayhew's not good anymore. John Carlos Stanton is not good anymore. I mean, Rizzo was having a spectacular year, and then he got hurt, uh, you know, against the Padres where he went into Tatis's neck, and he hasn't been the same since. But what, what if he's just not good anymore? Like, is that, like DJ LeMayhew was, you know, an over 300 hitter. He's hitting in, like, the 230s. Is that analytics, or is it just he's not the same guy since his toe injuries? So I don't know. But it's a problem. And it continues to be a problem. And that's why Yankee fans are so upset because we feel like we've seen the same song and dance over and over again, although this year uh, it might finally end without them making the postseason, which has not happened since 2016. And that year they sold at the deadline. And they actually almost made the playoffs that year because Gary Sanchez got called up, and he was incredible for those who remember. 800-919-3776. Let's go to Eric on Staten Island. Eric, you're up next. You're on 98.7 ESPN. Hey Jake, thanks for taking the call. Um, I'm I'm a Met fan, and uh, I I kind of related to what you said earlier about the Yankees, uh, you know, selling some of these guys, Sanchez, Frazier, uh, while the iron's hot, striking while the iron's hot, and I kind of feel similar about the Mets um, because the long list of prospects that were supposed to be great for the Mets that just never made it. Uh, is is very very long, and you have a lot of guys that are being blocked by guys like Lindor and and Alonso. You know, you have Vientos, you have Mauricio, you have all these guys that play the same position. I think you should be sellers and buyers at the deadline. If you can trade some of these prospects and get an outfield guy that's going to be here the next couple of years, a major league player, why not sell some of those guys and recoup your prospects by selling the Canners and the Fams and the you know Brooks Raleys of the world. I think you can do both. I think you can prepare for next year as well as 
you know, be sellers and replenish some of your young talent. Just like to see what you think. Eric, great call. So I like your idea in theory, but there's a couple issues with it. One, other than Juan Soto, what outfielder is out there that would truly make a difference? And we know Otani's not being traded. And if you're the Mets, I don't think that would make any sense to trade for Otani. You have more money than anyone. You have a chance to sign the guy. So I don't think there's any like obvious outfielder or obvious great player where you could do what you're saying. And the other aspect in this, do we really want, if you're a Met fan, to put Billy Epler in charge of executing this we're going to sell and also buy strategy? Because the Met fans in my life, they're not high on Billy Epler right now. They don't want him to be the general manager next year. You know, they want David Stearns to come in, and Epler might still technically be the GM, but they want David Stearns to come in and be the president of baseball ops and essentially be the de facto decision maker. I don't know if I would trust Billy Epler, given what he just got for David Robertson, to execute this, this strategy of we're going to buy and we're going to sell at the same time. I don't think that works. Because I don't trust the guy making those decisions to execute that plan. In theory, I like it. But I don't know there's obvious players that fit that strategy, and I don't trust the guy who's calling the shots on some of those trades. 800-919-3776. 800-919-ESPN is the number. Loaded 4 o'clock hour coming up. Got to get into the Dalvin Cook situation with the New York Jets. I think it's a done deal. I would be shocked if Dalvin Cook is not a New York Jet by the end of this weekend. We'll talk about that. Plus, Don LaGreca, live from the Mark Sasso softball game, is going to join us as well. Keep it right here. It's Jake Asman with you here till 7 on 98.7 ESPN New York.